0: Amen. Thank you so much. I want you at home to give our worship team and all our tech team a round of applause. We thank you so much for all the time that you spent our first morning. Come on, we can do that. That, Those that's in the house, thank you so much. Well, I'm I'm excited to to preach the first sermon in the Deco. And so the title of the message is God's Carriers. And uh, I want us as a church to embrace this message from the beginning um, of our start here, right the way through to, no matter how long the Lord has us in this place, to, to touch people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Let me read to you from Mark chapter 2 from verse 1. It says, a few days later. When Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had gone home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Someone came bringing to him a paralyzed man, carried by four of them. Since they could not get to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through. And then they lowered him, the man that was lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now, the teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, Why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were saying and thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier, to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. He got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of all of them. This amazed everyone and they praised God saying, we have never seen anything like this. What an amazing story. Can you imagine being in that room? I would have loved to have been there. You know, when the gospel writer wrote this, he wrote this with a, a purpose in mind and the main purpose of this story was to let people know that Jesus Christ was not just a man, nor was he just a healer, but he was God himself and had the authority to forgive sins. When we read this story, we can see that the four men had a purpose and I want to try and bring to us today some of the things that they had to get over before their purpose actually was fulfilled. In fact, it tells us that they had a purpose in there on that day for their lives, but there was obstacles in the road of that purpose. It tells us that that the crowd was in the way and in the view of Jesus. And so they couldn't get to Jesus because of the crowd. If any of you out there are listening today and you have a purpose on your life, there will always be crowds that will try and stop you from getting to your purpose. There will be a crowd of fear. You know, so many people out there listening to me today do not achieve the purpose they have in front of them because they are feared of what other people will say. And you know, if you're going to do anything at all in your life that's that's purposeful, you, you cannot be people pleasers. And you must begin to remove the crowd of fear. Also, there's crowds of discouragement or crowds of failure. And you know, maybe you've tried things many times in your life and you've, you've failed and maybe that's a crowd that's stopping you from trying again into your future and into your purpose. I want to encourage you to get up and don't allow that crowd of failure to stop you from reaching your purpose. Also, there's crowds of self, low self-esteem and there's also a crowd of pride. In other words, I, I can do this all by myself and sometimes that is the very thing that trips us up. But I want to bring to you today some principles that I believe that we can learn from this story that will help us fulfill our purpose in life. The first thing is this, to have a clear purpose. Have you ever been given something or a present or something at Christmas that somebody's handed you and you've not really understood its purpose? Have you ever said to yourself, what is this? You know, there was a rich man who was determined to give his mother a birthday present that would outshine any other presents that he'd gave her. And he read about this bird that this bird could speak 4,000 words, it could speak in numerous languages, and it also could sing opera. What a bird that was! And so he, he purchased this bird for 50,000 pounds and he delivered it to his mother. And the next day he phoned his mother. And he said to his mother, he says, what did you think of the bird? And she said, it was delicious. And you know, sometimes we just don't understand the purpose that is in our lives. I want to ask you this this morning, what is your purpose? What is the main thing in your season right now that you need to achieve? Is it your marriage that needs to be worked through? Is it to clear yourself out of debt? Is it to get a new job? Is it to work through broken relationships, a healthy lifestyle, and for, for our friend Matt out there to get better at golf? I want to say to you that you have a purpose in your life right now that, that you need to achieve. And so my question to you is, what is your purpose? What is the main thing right now in your life that you have to lean into to allow that purpose to come to pass? The purpose of these four men was one thing. Their purpose was to get this paralyzed man to the feet of Jesus. Jesus said, I'm about my father's business. There was a sign on the door one day that says, gone out of business. And then it says this, didn't know what our business was. Sadly, there are many churches that are going out of business because they've lost sight of their main purpose. Let us remind us what the purpose is of the church of Jesus Christ. Matthew 28 says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age." And then Jesus said in Acts 1, he said to them, it's not for you to know the times and dates that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. This is the purpose of of the church. Now, it's great to do other stuff and talk about end times, but Jesus wanted to let the disciples know the main thing is, guys, is that we need to reach the lost. And if any church loses sight of that purpose, I want to tell you it won't be long before they go out of business. Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. He did not tell us that we should be keepers of an aquarium. Our church, our purpose is just the same as these four men. We are to be carriers, we are to help people get to the feet of Jesus. And I want to tell you as a church, that is why we exist. We are to be carriers, helping people to the feet of Jesus so they can be healed and they can be forgiven of all of their sin and come into a new relationship with the living God. The church does not exist to keep the good news to itself. It cannot be wrapped inside the bubble of religion. We are empowered by the Holy Spirit to preach good news to the poor, to set the captives free, to be people of hope and freedom and carry as many people to the feet of Jesus. You know, if you're in church life and you wanna serve God, Please make sure that that is your goal. But you know, if, if, if taking people to the feet of Jesus is not your goal, you're going to get disappointed. Why? Because some, for some reason, your service is not really about that. Somewhere along the line, your service is about your own agenda or about your own ministry. And if you lose sight that your role, your gift is to help the body of Christ to bring people to the feet of Jesus, then you'll get disappointed. But if you, as a follower of Christ, say, I will do whatever I need to do, whatever gift I've got, I will, I will bring it to the table so we together can help people to carry them to the feet of Jesus, then that will give glory to God. C.S. Lewis says the glory of God as our only means to glorify Him is the salvation of human souls, is the real business of life. We are to be light and salt to this dark." world. So let me ask you, what's your purpose, your purpose right now? What is it that you need to focus on in your personal life? What is it that you need to be clear about in your life so you begin to take the next step to see fulfillment? The second thing is that we need to have and see from this story is solid commitment. If we're going to see our purpose fulfilled, it will take hard work and it will take commitment to see it through. You can never fulfill a great purpose until you have great commitment. Complacency is the enemy of commitment. Did you know that? Complacency is a blight that saps energy, dulls attitudes, and causes a drain on the brain. The first symptom is satisfaction with things as they are. The second is rejection of things as they might be. Good enough becomes today's watchword and tomorrow's standard. Complacency makes people fear the unknown, mistrust the untried, and harbor the new. Like water, complacent people follow the easiest course downhill. They draw false strength from looking back. This was not going to be an easy task for these four men. They had, they had a crowd blocking them, but they also had to climb a roof and dig through it. Can you imagine in that moment? I can, I can just think about it. It's they already picked this man up on a mat, each holding a corner, and then they see this crowd. I wonder, you know, would they have said to one another, shall we leave it for another day when the crowds have gone? Shall, shall we just think about it another time? I'm, I'm really tired. I've got things to do. You know, if they'd have done that, they'd have missed the miracle. But they were committed to the task. They did not allow the crowd to put them off. And then they came to to climb a roof. You know, they could have said, you know what, have we thought about health and safety? I'm not sure that we can go that high without having some, you know, structures in place and some scaffolding. They could have said, you know, I'm not sure that we can do that. I'm frightened of heights. I don't want to go up that high. And you know something? They could have missed out because of excuses. You know, the sad thing is, I know many Christians that have missed out on the purpose for their life because of excuses. And I want to say to you today, and as a church, we cannot make excuses to help people to come to Christ. That is the main reason why we exist. And so these men came carrying the weight of the ministry. They took responsibility of the load and so many Christians come to church empty-handed. What a shame that is. Can you imagine if the whole church would stop talking and tweeting and start picking up some responsibility and helping the church reach some people with the love of God? It would be amazing to see the kingdom, how fast that would grow. I want to thank today all the carriers in our church. Since lockdown, all those that have been helping carry the finances by continuing to give their tithes and their offerings. From the bottom of our hearts, we thank you that you could have dropped your responsibility, but you never. I want to thank all the ministry teams that are coming, and especially today, coming, carrying responsibility. You know, I I text Lee this morning and and said to him, shall I bring some food for today's? Rehearsal. And he said to me, he said, I want you to know that Barley is one of our team. Barley's brought some snacks. I was stood outside of the church getting in my car. And you know, when I read that, the impact, that little thing that he did impacted me because I was just going through the whole emotion of being a carrier. And just the thought that he would carry some food here for us just touched my heart and it moved me. Do you know how much it moves the heart of God when we get off our pews and we stop complaining and we start carrying? It touches the heart of God when we together as a church want to do what we've been gifted to do because at the end of it we want to see some people brought to Jesus. Our giving, our sacrifice. Thank you for all of you that's continued serving through this this pandemic. Thank you for carrying food to those that need it on the weekends. Thank you for all of our church that tweeted at the prayer meetings and saying, Hi church, you don't realize that is carrying. What it does to our hearts when we know that together as a church, just like these four men, that we actually can see the will of God and the purpose of God done in our generation. I want to encourage you today to get involved. And I know it's important about vision to have a clear purpose. And we know the scripture says that without vision, people perish. But let me tell you, without people, the vision will perish. And so we're calling our church not to be on the sidelines making comments of what's not going well. But get involved, get your hands dirty and be a carrier. I want to ask you, without your involvement, without getting involved, purpose will not be fulfilled. Without commitment, it will never happen. If these guys gave up on that roof, but the Bible says they dug and they dug until they got him to Jesus. You know, ministry is not easy. Following Christ is not easy. And there are times that we have to dig deep and keep going, and then we will see the breakthrough. One of the things I've realized in this story is that a great purpose can never be achieved alone. It took four men to carry one man. And you'd be saying, why are you doing all this? You know, if one person gets touched today, everything we've done today, all the carriers that has come today and spent hours preparing for the service, it was well worth it if we can take one person to the feet of Jesus. You know, you cannot fulfill purpose without other people. Your marriage can't get totally well without somebody helping you and carrying you. Your work experience needs somebody around you to help. Your health, your financial freedom, your personal walk with Christ you all need somebody to come around. And, and you know, you've got to be willing to need to be carried sometime. Not forever, but for a season to get input, to get people that's gone further than you, to help you on your, on your journey. It is teamwork that makes the dream work. And they had the same purpose in mind. They never had four visions. They had one vision. And here's the interesting thing about this story. The Holy Spirit in his wisdom did not mention any of their names. It just says four men carried this man. In other words, they weren't in it for a title or recognition. They weren't really bothered. Their main purpose was we have to get this man to Jesus. And if a church can have that attitude... You'll be amazed what God will do with us when we begin to see this. Because the scripture says, this amazed everyone and they praised God. You see, it's not about us getting praise. It's about the God we serve that gets praise. And all that we do must glorify him. I want to say to you, we can learn again from this story. That they carried a paralyzed man. What does that say to us today? Well, we've got to have compassion as a church because I want to say to you, the people that we're going to carry is going to be paralyzed in some area of their life. In fact, let me give you some good news. Every one of us today are paralyzed somewhere in our lives and we need carrying. When people come to us, when God gives us people to carry, we must make sure that we have compassion and not condemnation. We've got to make sure that we want to get them to be justified and not judge them. Please remember that people are delicate in our world right now. And we need to be a church that will love people to life. And we want to do that as a church. And finally, as I come to a close, the third thing that we're going to need is a fixed faith. Jesus said he saw their faith. Not only are we going to need each other, we're going to need God. We cannot achieve anything purposeful in our life without God helping us. And I know as a church, we know that we need God to help us fulfill his mission on earth. Sometimes I've said about this story that Jesus was referring to the four men who brought the man on a mat. But as I was reading this again, I changed my mind. It was actually Jesus was referring to five of them. Why? Because I believe that the man on the mat had more faith than them because he trusted in them taking him up a roof. It's amazing that he could have said, get me off this map. You're not taking me there. But he trusted them enough that he believed in them enough that they were going to take him to somebody that could help him. I want to ask you this morning, are you facing impossibilities in your life? Is there areas in your life that can't be fixed or restored or healed or for success to come into your world? If that's you today, I want to give you hope because with God, all things are possible. And we need to get rid of the crowd of unbelief. I want to tell you that that will kill the mission of your life, having a spirit of unbelief because God is still on the throne. God is still working for us and he will bring it to pass. One night, a house caught on fire. And a young boy was forced to flee to the roof. The father stood on the ground below with outstretched arms calling to his son, Jump, I'll catch you. He knew the boy had to jump to save his life. And all the boy could could see was the flames and the smoke and the blackness. As, As can be imagined, he was afraid to leave the roof. And his father kept yelling, Jump, and I will catch you. But the boy protested, Daddy, I can't see you. The father replied, but I can see you. And that is all that matters. Hebrews 11 says, now faith is confident in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. I wanna tell you that God has you covered. He is your healer. He is your provider. He is your protector. He is a God of the second chances. And if you've messed up, He can pick you up and He can restore you because He is the King of kings and He is the Lord of lords and our God that we serve, He knows how to carry. Isaiah 53 says this, Surely He took up our pain and bore and carried our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was laid upon him. And by his wounds we have been healed. We all like sheep have gone astray and each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord, listen to this, has laid upon him the iniquity and sin of us all. Maybe today you're watching and you don't know Jesus Christ. Well, What I want to do this morning is I want to take you to the feet of Jesus. You know, not one of us in this room can help you. All we can do is take you to the feet of someone that can. And his name is Jesus. He's more than a man. He's more than a healer and he can forgive you of all your sins, but it's going to take faith. Romans 10 says this, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. All Scripture says, anyone who believes in Him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew or Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call upon Him. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Not only will He forgive you, but He will restore you and give you a brand new start for your life. A brand new purpose In your life. If that's you today, you can pray a simple prayer from your heart. A cry from your heart will do to God today. Maybe you're just so weary that you can't even pray a prayer. If you say, God, I need this in my life. I want to tell you the Holy Spirit will know your heart and meet you right now where you are. And I want to tell you, he'll give you a brand new purpose. What I like about this story, where this man who was carried On a mat, had a turnaround when he was at the feet of Jesus. Not only was he healed, but he was forgiven of all his sin. But not only that, this man that was carried to Jesus, look what happened. It says this in the the passage that I've read. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them. This man became a carrier. Isn't that amazing today? That you may be being carried right now in your life, but God can turn it around so you can be a carrier. The very thing that he came to Jesus on. Jesus says, right, you're going to be the head and not the tail from now on. Get up, pick up your mat and go home. And he left the presence of God being a carrier. What about you today? I want to tell you right now in your life, maybe you've been a victim for so long, but God can turn it around because we serve an awesome God. As we sing our final song right now, would you let the Holy Spirit minister life to you? Our prayer is that you will become a carrier, that you'll come to know him with all of your heart because he carried our sins to the cross for us. I want to tell you, no matter who you are today, God loves you so much that he carried all your suffering to the cross for his goodness and mercy. Great is our God. Let's sing together as we close.